0: Oh, I
1: got Luke... Yeah. Um, today we got Luke Taylor on the podcast. Luke is, well, Luke, uh, how would you describe yourself, Luke Taylor?
0: Uh, I'm a, you know, I'm a comedian. I'm a man about town. I, uh, I do like, yeah, I guess comedian is what I'm going to settle on. Comedian, do some filmmaking and stuff like that. This is always such a question where I feel like I should know the answer to it immediately. <laughs> and then I, uh, never have one ready. <laughs> I don't
1: think anyone does. Um, how did you, so you're from Chicago, right? Yeah, yeah, I live out there right now. Are you from there? or
0: No, I grew up in Washington, D.C. originally. So I've been in Chicago for like four years.
1: How'd you end up doing comedy, how'd, how'd you end up getting into comedy and, because you're in a sketch group called The Shrimp Boys, right?
0: Yeah, that's like my main, that's basically why it's like, and anytime someone asks me what I do, what I do I'm like, oh, well I do like sort of like weird alternative sketch comedy <laughs> with my friends and it's super multimedia focused. And then they go, I don't know what you're talking about. Please leave me alone. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, no. So I do, uh, I've been doing comedy in Chicago pretty much since I moved out here. I moved out here after graduating. Um, Yeah. So I do do what I just said. Um, I also do like stand up and stuff like Mm -hmm. that, but um, yeah. How did I get into it? I I, I did like improv and stuff in college Mm -hmm. and then, Post college, I just became friends with people in the community here. Um, my sketch group and I are part of a larger show called Trap Nightmare, which is a ah, yeah. uh, comedy collective that runs out of Chicago. Hosted Sarah of- Sherman. Sorry.
1: Sarah Sherman, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's Sarah Sh- uh, Sherman, host Sarah Squirm on the mm-hmm. internet. Um, yeah, and so we're like, it's like a it's it's a comedy show, but it's like super alt, super video media mm-hmm. focused um traveling freak show as how sarah describes it <laughs> yeah and so i've been working with them for i mean basically as long as i've been out here um like three and a half years there and right. yeah
1: how'd you up, so how'd you end up in chicago um from d going from d to chicago why not like new york or la so i moved i
0: went to school in oberlin at oberlin in oberlin ohio it's like a small liberal arts school yeah
1: what just what you study there
0: I studied English. English oh, okay. Maybe. got that theater minor studying that English lit. Hell
1: yeah. Um, Same.
0: I, yeah, I like did – I did like a – I like spent a summer in Chicago doing like dumbass improv classes at Second <laughs> City and then like all my friends were moving to L.A. or New York and I really liked Chicago and I was mm-hmm. kind of like, well, if I move to New York or L.A., I'm definitely not going to move then to Chicago. Right. Um, and I, you know, man, I love Chicago. I'm actually moving really soon with that whole group of people I just mentioned. We're moving to Los Angeles. in oh, like wow, two months. But, um, yeah, Chicago's awesome, man. I, I really, really love my time here so much.
1: Why? Why? What's What's the transition to LA? What's the reason? Is this uh, just for more business or?
0: yeah you know i mean chicago is absolutely amazing best place to learn how to do comedy in the world truly recommend to everybody who's ever thought about starting doing comedy it's like mm-hmm. to me the best place in the world because it's like all the benefits of a big city but like not as much pressure you know right but we all do like pretty video focused stuff and mm-hmm. i think and there's just not that many jobs for comedy in chicago right. like there's the second city main stage, which is, like, 10 people at any given time, and then The Onion, yeah, and that's it. You know, it's, like, there's less than, like, 50 jobs for this, like, huge, huge, huge comedy community. And I think it just gets to the point where you're like, well, I love doing this, and it's so fun, and I would also love to make money off it if I possibly can. Right. If it's at all possible that would be nice. So that's kind of the impetus.
1: Right. So then you recently wrote a advice article. There is, you like, kind of went the – semi that went like sort of like viral soft viral or actually big viral i think where do you yeah. want to talk about that Do you want to explain what that is a little bit
0: yeah so uh i so i wrote a an article and entitled oh shit i should know the title of my own article but i'm literally gonna google it <laughs> i was banned from uh twitter for threatening to kill mr peanut uh, uh it was kind of like so I wrote this article because I had been just for fun uh, telling Mr. Peanut I was going to kill him for a few months since like January. And then it got kind of blown up uh, when I he tweeted, ah, fuck, I'll pull it up. I, I, he tweeted, cashew in the snack aisle, how about that? And I tweeted, <laughs> I will fly anywhere to ki- in the world to kill you, just name the place. <laughs> And then Bad Baby, the, Daniel Bregoli, the rapper, famous for saying, cash me outside, how about that? Yeah. Tweeted thank you at me. <laughs> um, now, let's, let's get this straight. This version of this is very soft viral. My tweet got like a 1,000 likes, yada, yada, yada. Right. And then I wrote this article for Vice after a friend from college who works for uh, Noisy um, hit me up about writing this article. I was like, oh, yeah, sure, why not? And – I wrote it and people then got really mad at me for it, sort of unexpectedly. Um, I, yeah, man, it was pretty crazy. A, just uh, a lot of the posting elite blue check marks on Twitter were really not happy with what I did.
1: I don't get why they, because I, I kept seeing responses to that. I was confused, with like, what the exact object, like, why, what, the I, the thing I kept seeing was like, you were, that they thought you were threatening the like actual social media intern or whatever. Yeah.
0: Which I didn't do.
1: Yeah, like, I didn't really uh, like get the it's idea. It's a
0: classic thing where my only response to that was like, well, if you read the article, you would see I didn't do that. But then like obviously say read the article. is like such a null and void argument on the <laughs> internet, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean I think, I think I really hit a nerve with a group of people that um, are uh, – happen to also be the most online people ever, which are right. social media managers. Right. Uh, right. And they didn't like that I did it. But yeah, you're right. It was insane. I mean, it was basically people would like, man, this one woman on Instagram sent me this message about how um, what I did was the same as when she was a social media manager for a company and a man threatened her life if she didn't send him a hoodie from the company. She used her own money to send this guy a hoodie. And it's like. That is like this absolutely horrible, awful, awful, awful thing I hope never wish upon any- anyone, but also it's right. not what I did i just <laughs> I just told Mr. Peanut that I wanted to put a bullet in his brain a bunch do you what do you think
1: what do you think it says about the Twitter rules that like this was banned, but like you know someone who's actually like promoting violence on Twitter is not
0: it's insane I mean it's Twitter to me is so clearly like it's it's so at this point laughably transparent and that it's just like prioritizes you know high traffic users and content right uh, up until the point where it can anymore you know what i mean it's but they're all like that you know it's like when i remember people were like yes facebook youtube twitter taking a stand finally banning alex jones and it's like you know those motherfuckers wouldn't him if it didn't look so bad pr wise you know it's like right. it's so just like uh i don't know it's so weird i mean i'm this is obviously such a obvious point but it's like, yeah, obviously the giant media corporation doesn't, like, actually care about the free, freedom of exchange of ideas, you know? It's just right. so stupid. The, do you think, like,
1: will you ever be, do you think you'll ever be allowed back on Twitter? And do you want no, to be no, even? I'll
0: tell you what, and I'll say it here, is that yeah. what I figured
1: out literally this afternoon oh. is that
0: you can – OK, so I kept making new accounts. Yeah. You, I kept getting banned because you need a phone number, and I'd put my phone number that was banned or I didn't put a phone number and my account was locked. But Google Voice, you can get a free phone number. Oh. So I'm going to try that and we'll see if I can get back on Twitter and I'll give you my handle once it gets set up. Oh, we're okay. I really miss Twitter, man. Kind of more than I ever thought I would. Uh it's it makes me way less online, which is like maybe bad, but it's also like where am I supposed to sort of tweet all my dumb shit, you
1: know? No, we're have you tried like have you tried other like Instagram or Facebook or something like that? Have you gone back to those or Yeah, I've been
0: using Instagram more, but it's just like not the same, you know? I no. mean it's really it's just it doesn't like, what am I going to do? Just make, like, stories where I just, like, tweet... Or I just, like, put in my Instagram story what I would have tweeted? That would look insane, you know? Like, I have been using the other... You know what I've been using more again is Facebook. Which really? is weird. I, uh... Because it's, like, I have no... I do, it's just the main thing I would check is Twitter. And now I don't have it, so I just look at Facebook, which is... There's nothing on there that's good. It's not good on there.
1: No, right. Very strange. Um, would, you, would you consider doing more Vice articles? <laughs> Do you want to be able to? Would you consider being a freelancer, like on that end?
0: Yeah, I mean, shit. If they would have me, it's so funny too because a part of the reason people were mad is that what I, the impression I got is they thought that I was just like a vice writer, (laughs) sort of like edgy idea to like over yeah libs, you know? And it's just like, oh no, I was just like some dumb, weird Twitter guy that was making this dumb joke for my like twenty people to regular read my tweets, and then it just became this whole other thing, you know?
1: Right. So from there, like, did that whole so I guess did that whole um controversy did I help did that get you any like did that boost your like comedy career at all? Did people sort of like did that give, did you think that helped you exposure wise, like get you more like attention like more get you in front of more eyeballs as it were?
0: I think so. I mean, you know, that was kind of the whole thing is that in the end of the day, uh, it's just like all of the hate towards me is over. All the, nobody's like reaching out to me until tell me what a shithead I am. So like at the end of the day, all I have is like a nice vice article on my like resume, you know what I mean? It's just like, I don't know. And then it was nice. Like, what I'll say is like no comedy people seem to really get mad at me. It was only posting media people. Oh, really? And, like, friends of mine who are like friends with people who are much more established than me were like, "Oh yeah, so and so was like saying how funny your article was." So I was like, "Oh, that's cool." You know, is yeah. that going to turn into a job? Uh, probably not. No right. But uh, it'd be nice if it did.
1: Um, in the light of that, what are what, you mentioned? Like the impression was that um. You were, people thought it was like, oh, you're some vice writer owning the libs. Were, did you did you see, did you notice at all, like, any sort of, like, something, some, like, alt-right people on the internet were, like, looking at this, like, oh, the libs are man like, some guy, like, made a joke sure. with Mr. Peanut and shit like that?
0: There's two articles at least that I could find from right wing websites being like, can you believe like this Vice article got silenced for like speaking truth? You know, like it just immediately when I read it, it was like, oh no 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 that's like not it at all. That was not my intention at all. Oh man, I can send you them. It's it's literally from a website called RedState.com. All right, not good. What happened?
1: Did they reach out to you for comment at all or?
0: Absolutely not. I, like, literally just found it because obviously when I got canceled, I just, just systematically Googled my name over and over and over and over again, you know? <laughs> but
1: is that really being canceled, though, at this point? Is it really, like, canceled? Because I feel oh, like you're... I
0: say it tongue-in-cheek. I mean, it was oh, yeah, a, word. Like, cancellation. No, like, yeah. Nobody even knows who the fuck I am, you no, know? Yeah. So it's like, how can I get canceled,
1: you know? No, word. So, like, ha- tell me about the... Sh- t- the um, I guess moving on from that, tell me about the shrimp. How did the shrimp boys, like, how would you meet the the other guys in that troupe? How did you, um, how'd you meet Sarah Sherman and all that?
0: Oh, yeah. So um, so I – well, I originally kind of met everyone through Sarah. So everyone in Helltrap went mm-hmm. to um, school together. They all went to a school called Northwestern in Chicago. Oh, OK. Uh, so that's how they all know each other. Then I have a friend uh, who lives in New York now named Maya Sharma who mm-hmm. grew up with Sarah. And right. we got introduced when I was out here doing dumbass comedy classes. And then we kind of just like – met up and like we're hanging out at open bikes and stuff right when i moved out here and we sort of just hit it off and her her friends became my friends yada yada that's kind of how i met wyatt and david as well as uh Mm -hmm. wyatt and david both went to school together that we're definitely they're like way closer now than they were in college like we're all super close now we're kind of inseparable bunch but Mm. yeah that's kind of how it started and then you know we make a new sketch for hell trap every month it's like super weird media stuff shameless plug you can find our shit on youtube no word um yeah if you just hit up the shrimp boys um yeah man that's kind of the base of it and now we've been you know doing this for three years we're going to continue doing our monthly show in la and stuff we get to travel around sometimes and perform it's a lot of fun are you looking to work
1: with other comedians like brandon wardell or jack wagner who are out there kind of Or, like, Zach Fox, who were out there in that same, like, scene. Yeah,
0: those dudes are really cool. I I know Zach Fox also got banned. uh, Sarah's better friends with him. But, yeah, yeah, those dudes are cool, you know. I, you know, I'm down to work with fucking anyone, bro. Um, But, yeah, you know, I like all those guys. I mean, it's, like, birds of a feather of, like, Mm -hmm. extremely online comedian guys. You know what I mean? And, like, that's, it's all the same shit. Um, What was I going to say?
1: So, like, making videos online is kind of, like... I guess some people have, I've seen I've – seen, like, one thing I've seen is that we're in kind of a post-online like online video internet where, like, the idea of making videos online isn't as, like – maybe, like, not as lucrative as it was maybe in 2008. When you yeah. make – what is your when – you, when you make – when you started making videos and um, putting them online, did you expect to, like to, – for them to really get, like, a ton of views and expect to kind of, like, monetize them to get, like, and kind of make a lot of – and get a lot of, like, uh, kind of traffic for those? Or is it more just kind of a way to put stuff out?
0: I mean, I think it's like uh, we're all friends in Hell Trap because mm-hmm. traditional avenues of comedy like didn't make sense to our like broken brains, you know. Right. Um, so I think a when you get into the alt comedy world, like videos, like really quickly becomes an obvious outlet for you right. because you just control it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Uh, to me the videos we made like to like varied amounts of success of like view counts and stuff it's just to me like proof of concept in a lot of ways or just like hey it's like fun you know obviously that's why I like to do it but also it's just like I don't know it's like as I think about like moving and stuff it's like oh it's cool that like not only do I have, like, live material, but I also have these, like, body of videos that, like, I think show my voice well right. and my, like, a capabilities is like, an editor and, like, you know, just, like, your ability to create stuff, you know? Um, are we in the – is it over the age of videos? Definitely on YouTube. Like, I don't think it's, like – I feel, like, possible to even, like, really become one of the new people making monetization off it, and to, at least in terms for, like, funny content, you yeah. know? That being said, on Twitter, like, the front-facing camera video is taking the goddamn internet by storm. I'm sure you've seen these, like... Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, I don't know. So, you know, I know uh, someone who's literally doing so well off of literally just making front-facing Twitter videos. So, to each... There's always a new avenue online.
1: If someone was looking to, like, start the kind of get into comedy and just start making videos, just, like, in the same way you kind of were, just to kind of show off their, like, abilities, would you recommend they do it just for that reason alone?
0: Yeah, I mean, I've learned so much from making videos, you know? Yeah. I, I think it's such a good... It's the classic... I mean, this is the thing that literally every single person who's ever made any sort of, like, video or film or something says, but it is true, is, like, you have all the tools. Like, you can literally shoot shit on an iPhone. Mm-hmm. I did that for a long time until I bought a camera that's also maybe at this point not as nice as newer iPhones, but, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. It, it's, I you know, they're so... Like, my early, like, videos I've made, like, some of them are so bad, you know, but <laughs> you, I think when you start making stuff, and you, then, the more you make, the less precious any individual video becomes, and then it's just, right. like, becomes easier to make more stuff, if that makes sense. No, That's really is. what i found. Um, so,
1: I'm assuming you have a day job. Is, is this your, is, is comedy your, like, main... Do you have a day job or is this your main job comedy? No, I
0: do have a day job. I'm also... I do, like, after-school tutoring for standardized oh. tests. Okay. Uh, which is a thing I've done for a long time. And I, uh... It's chill, man. It's a chill, but flexible job that pays well and I cannot mm-hmm. complain. No way. I think it's one of those jobs I would keep doing where unless I got, like, a 40-hour-a-week job in comedy, I yeah. would probably always keep SAT tutoring a little bit.
1: Oh, right. So, like, how do you... Um, like, how do you um balance? How do you balance doing like these kind of uh, sketch videos and doing like all these live shows with having a day job and like you know how, keeping up an image for like a day job, for, like an SAT tutor? Yeah, you know.
0: Like, do you ever I worry mean, about
1: like um like, a, like I'm sorry, to interrupt, but do you ever worry about someone like like a tutor like finding one of your videos and be like, oh, no, like you know, oh no, maybe this isn't the perfect one, or, you know? Not that I'm saying not, that's the case. I mean, I'm no, just saying no, like, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You know, it's. <sighs> I've thought about it and it's hard for me not to be like, it'd be so fucking funny to get fired from my job for literally some dumbass shit <laughs> I posted. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. A, and at the same time, it's like the intersection of like teenagers, like maybe one of my students can find it, but I'm also teaching like rich kids in the suburbs. And oh. it's just, it just feels so far. Yeah. Um, but like, you never know, you know, I, I don't make myself hidden on the internet, but I don't think in my, I'm attached to my job in any way.
1: Right would you want to have a full-time job in comedy or, do, or would you be satisfied if like, say that doesn't work out, would you be satisfied to just have to keep comedy part-time?
0: You know, I'm satisfied, man. As long as I keep getting projects and it's mm-hmm. like, I, uh, as long as I keep getting to work on stuff. And I mean, my perfect world is like, rather than having a full-time comedy job, it's just like working project to project on right. things, you know? Um, and that does feel closer rather than farther away. You know, I get to do that more often than not, but mm-hmm at least more often than I used to but yeah man I mean it's hard you know I I think it's like I know a lot of people with full-time comedy jobs that still aren't like making a lot of money you know like it's it's a it's a tough I don't I'm not the first person saying it's a it's a it's a dang tough industry and they do not pay you well a lot and probably they pay you worse than they ever had oh wow but yeah man I mean I look at this shit it's like this is what I like to do this is like you know, why I uh, you know, it gives me purpose and stuff, man. So I think I'll keep doing it as long as it still keeps being fun, at least. Um so you've done so what's what's the
1: process of make of doing Hell tra- of like putting together a Hell Trap nightmare show and, and doing okay. a video for like your
0: boys? Um, yeah. Well, okay, so Hell Traps is a um is a monthly variety show. We run at the hideout in Chicago, Illinois. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's basically like Sarah hosts and does a bit like a presentation usually using PowerPoint. Yeah. Um, then me and and David perform and we do a sketch and like sometimes it's super multi- multimedia um, driven. Sometimes it's not. Um, and then our friend Scott Eggleston, who's also a part of Helltrap, does usually a solo character bit. Mm-hmm. And then we have guests on. Um, of comedians and performance artists and other weirdos in Chicago and people coming through town that we've met over the years and then there's a band at the end and that, that's hmm. usually how it always works um, you know it's it's a great thing because it makes us like kind of churn out a new sketch every month yeah. it's been so good for like our content creation um, a lot of our videos are like stage sketches that we converted into videos uh. um, so having you know if you're uh, to anyone who's like thinking of doing it I guess like um having like a a regular place to perform has been so you know critical for us i think you know and Mm -hmm. having this outlet of just like getting to create stuff on a regular basis you know yeah um yeah man and then in terms of videos you know it's such a mix because i think a lot of our stuff is very varied stuff is way more like multimedia project versus just like a character video versus just like a sketch Mm -hmm. you know there's three of us so we're all having like different ideas um about things, you know? Yeah. So that's kind of what it comes down to, I guess.
1: Um, with... Sh- we're doing, like, a sketch for, say, like, the Shrimp Boys. Um, are you guys writing... Do you guys... What's do you guys write at all? Are you guys like, or are you guys just winging it on camera as you're filming? Is it both? Like, what do you guys write together? How does that work? That creative yeah, process work? You know, it's changed
0: over the years. Mm-hmm. I'd say usually what our process is is that we each bring in a sketch. All right. Uh, like we each just like write a sketch or two and bring it in and then read with each other like a week or two before Trap. Mm-hmm. and we kind of just pick whichever one we like the most and then we spend time like rewriting it, figuring out structural stuff. Um, and then just, like, and then, like, whoever wrote it usually will, like, take notes, fix it, and then we'll just punch it up with jokes. Yeah. Um, and then a lot of it is just, like, running it a bunch of times and us trying to make each other laugh and just, like, finding, like, new ways within the framework of whatever we're doing to, like, make each other laugh. And, like, that's a lot of, like, what the funniest stuff is. Right. Um. Yeah, that's generally it. And then so like the sketches, a lot of them are like sketch like live sketches we did for Mm -hmm. a long time and then we were like, all right, well we've done this so many times, it's like not really fun to do anymore, so we might as well make a video out of it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then So you've done like both like sketch comedy writing, you've done journalism, you studied you studied literature. Of those like three what was what's the one you found the most like creatively satisfying to do?
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, my English degree is literally, at this point, just feels like the random thing I studied in college. Right. Like, I like reading a lot, and I still read a lot, but um, yeah, it's funny, man. I've done, like, a lot of writing in my adult life, which is it's strange to me, because uh, all growing up, I never, like, <laughs> I was such a terrible writer, uh, but, you know, it's kind of, like, it's all kind of under this same guise of, like, I've never, like, I kind of do everything I do because I've never really been good at like school or like the structures of of, of school, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> So all this stuff kind of comes from just, like, me doing my weird shit because it's, like, all I know how to do at a certain <laughs> point. In terms of what I like the most, you know, I love writing sketches. It's so fun. I also, like, direct a lot of our videos. Uh. That's a big part of what I do. I think that's the thing right at this very moment as we're talking I'm enjoying a lot just because I'm making this short film mm-hmm. uh, right now. Oh, okay. We kind of move that I'm really excited about. Uh, yeah, you know. But it's fun, I think. It, it's fun that sort of in the modern internet world, it's kind of easy to do a little bit of everything, you know, yeah. Which yeah, is cool and sometimes can be stressful, but I don't know. Someone gave me a piece of advice when I moved to Chicago where they were like, you have to pick one thing and focus on it, mm. like it's an older person. And I, I kind of knew they were wrong and they ended up being like really wrong. You know, <laughs> it's, it's sort of fun, but like, everyone I know who does comedy or the arts or stuff kind of does like a lot of different stuff, which I think is really cool.
1: No word. Yeah, um I don't know if that's a good answer. No, that's a very, no, that's a very good answer. That where I work, <laughs> cool. Answers it perfectly. Um, so Luke, I guess um, I like to usually, I usually, like to, I like to wrap these interviews up with a with a quick uh, segment I call nuts and bolts. Sure, sure, sure. Okay, so Luke, when you're working, what do you edit with your uh, videos?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for video editing, I use that dang Adobe uh, Adobe Suite, man.
1: Hell's yeah. Do you like the Adobe it, Suite? Is it, is it fairly priced? Is it?
0: I, you know, man, so here's the thing. Is, <laughs> and this is a tip to anyone who doesn't know because I use this for years. If yeah. you still have an EDU email from like college or yeah. something, you can get the student discount oh. years later. I just lost mine because they yeah. finally figured out you can't have been an undergraduate for eight years. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but it's great, man. It's like $20 a month and you get everything in the Adobe Suite, which is sick. Um, you get like literally Photoshop, Premiere. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: Room auditions. Awesome. Um, and now I pay like $60 a month for it, which I'm not happy with, mm. but I'm fucked because it's the only set of programs I know how to use. So oh, it's what I use, and I'm just going to keep paying $60 a month until I'm dead, I guess. Oh, dang. Um, um yeah.
1: What do you edit on? Oh, I edit on a Mac.
0: I used to have a desktop because I had this big idea that I was like, ah, if I have a desktop, I'll become a great editor. No worries. But it's uh, actually really annoying not to have a laptop, so I sold it and then bought a laptop.
1: What do you shoot with?
0: I shoot with a Canon Rebel T5i. Oh, geez, okay. It's like a, it's like a couple years old camera, but it's nice. It gets the job done, or nicer shit that my friends have it, but that's not always...
1: Luke, when you write it when you're writing a sketch with people, you're writing these sketches, you're writing comedy, are you writing I'm on out here. I'm... Exactly, you out here, you're out there. Are you writing on Google Docs or some sort of screenwriting software?
0: When I'm writing anything comedy, I use Google Docs. And then when I write like short films and shit, I use Celtics, which Hell is yeah. a free um script writing software. Mm-hmm. Which someone told me recently is, like, now so out of date that if you turn it into, like, a professional, they'll, like, know that you don't pay for Final Draft or some shit. I don't know if that's true, but it freaked me out.
1: Don't buy Final Draft. Don't. Don't buy Final Draft. It's $200. bucks. do not do it. You don't need it.
0: I know. That's what I'm saying. It's like, who, who? What kind of psychopath would also, like, like, oh, like, you, like, oh, you're, like, you didn't send the right thing format so your no. shit sucks like that's so weird you know
1: if you're gonna buy a running app just get fade in the guy from star wars uses it and it's 80 bucks and all the updates are free it's way better and well, way more intuitive if you're gonna do that just because celtics otherwise but yeah i
0: know i like yeah i it's it's literally oh this is cool i didn't know about this yeah celtics is fine but it you do kind of like feel like it sucks shit because yeah. you're getting like it's on, like, like a, a torrenting website, and no, it's 10 yeah. years old, and you're like, okay.
1: <laughs> Plus, it'll pay for, like, more space, which is annoying. But, Luke, when you wrote your Vice article, did you write double-spaced or single-spaced? Shit.
0: That's a good question. It is a I good question. I, wrote, I think I wrote single-spaced because I was like, ah, yeah, the newspapers. I gotta write single-spaced.
1: Nice. Times New Roman or Ariel? Last question.
0: Whatever the baseline, I think it was Ariel, because it's whatever the baseline at Google Docs run is now just what I always use.
1: Excellent. Luke, thank you for taking it. Where can people, do you want to plug anything, any upcoming shows, any socials you do have? What do you want to plug? Any projects?
0: Follow me on Instagram at Luke Without Limits. Um, That's my Instagram. You can follow the Shrimp Boys on YouTube. You can also follow follow my personal YouTube channel where I have uh, videos, which I think if you search Luke Taylor Cool Vids, you can find um yeah maybe 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 you can um uh, it's also like all my other shit um uh, what else we've got a hell trap coming up in chicago at the end of august you know if you happen to live in chicago come check it out it's a very fun time you can even hit me up and i can get you a comp or whatever if for some reason someone's like oh i'm gonna be there but yeah
1: and can you find hell trap nightmare live shows there, are there videos of these episodes tape anywhere or um,
0: we have like some trailers and stuff out but not really and uh, that means you just have to come and check it out let you right. see though i'm like is i like don't know <laughs> as right.
1: far as i know no but we right. do have some
0: content online
1: all right nice nice <laughs> all right luke thank you for taking the time to do this interview man i really appreciate the time
0: yeah thank you for having me
1: no problem have a good day man
0: yeah thanks man have a good one
1: you too man peace H ก ары